Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Grease and Glamour Podcast. This is Mark Fierbacher from Universal Imports of Rochester. Service and sales of beautiful import cars. And tonight, we are sitting here in the lobby of the Hampton Inn in Mannheim, Pennsylvania, only miles away from the biggest auto auction in the country. And we're here with Jay Lawrence and with Aaron Kane, and it seems like it's been eons since our last podcast. Welcome back, has. guys. <laughs> it has kind of been. But we, but a, but what a special treat. We took it on the road for everybody. I know. Like, you know, most people don't do that. Well, we stepped it up a notch. I swear we did. I mean, this is pretty cool. We're sitting here with Bud Lights. It's 1030 at night <laughs> on a Thursday. Yeah. We, we've, we've driven for six hours to get <laughs> yes. here, and, and Mark's like, yeah, let's do the podcast. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about our trip down here first before we get rolling, guys. Okay. Uh, it started off with us leaving the shop and I saying to Jay, hey, we're going to do a podcast when we get down to Mannheim, and Aaron didn't <laughs> look too thrilled about it. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. But she, you know, but... She, she just goes with the flow, so she, you can tell, like, inside. Like, if you were inside her head, it would be like, it's just the symbols. Like, there's all these symbols going off. But she's looking at you, smiling, like, yeah. And, you know, in the back, she's saying things. It's, just, like, it's just past my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> listen, you're the young one of the group. I I'm know. the old one. I'm the one who's like, listen, I'm usually, like, 730. I barely, I barely got <laughs> off the news, and I'm already. So the big news on our podcast right now is that in the last couple weeks, and the reason you haven't heard from us is we were working out the details. Big, huge news. Ready? Wait for it. We now finally have a sponsor. Motul Motor Oils and Automotive Fluids, they are sponsoring us. But here's how organized we are. On the way down here, I say to Jay, hey, you got all the stuff to, uh, you know, Read the copy for Motul and ah. and uh, do the advertisements, and he forgot them. I did. I did absolutely oh, indeed. And I didn't even look at my email to see if maybe if uh, Nolan gave us the uh, shout out to Nolan a, if you're listening. I did yeah. want to read it. I printed it out. Didn't have it with me because I wasn't sure we were doing a podcast on the road. Yeah, Nolan's the marketing director over at Motul out in California, and uh, they heard our podcast, and they are now the official motor oil of Universal Imports. And glad to have them. That's they awesome. um they wanted Great to uh, sponsor our podcast. This is exactly what they're into. They're into kind of down home, homegrown uh, marketing, and uh, Motul is a motor oil that's really caters to import cars and high-performance engine cars Mm -hmm. and it is the only motor oil uh from what i understand that is truly 100 percent fully synthetic yep don't be fooled by the imitators right so like as soon as we have real um copy to read we will read it and so we'll stay tuned for the next podcast but that was the first funny thing that happened on the way down is yeah i guess it's funny if it's not you that forgot it right yeah (laughs) i'm like oh really like because, you know, I did. I forgot. I forgot we were actually doing a podcast on the, you know, while we yeah. were here. So, yeah, it was. It happens. It, it's my fault. <laughs> All right. you know, I throw myself under the bus for that. <laughs> and uh, and then, let's see. We got down here. We had to stop at Mark's favorite place to eat. Oh, Fry Brothers Turkey Fry Ranch. Nice. Yep. In the uh, Shemokin Dam. No, no, that's not the Shemokin Dam. That's the Steam Valley 
good was, place. It was glorious, though. Yeah. It was good. I really like when they give you the sherbet at the end just to cleanse your palate. It was it was indeed good. And Aaron, you did not have the turkey, did you? No, I didn't. I had a turkey club or wrap. Well, but you still had turkey, so that that still counts. Yeah, so it still counts. Just didn't have the stuff in the potatoes and the cranberries. No, it would be a waste for me. I would eat like well then. But then we get down here. This is the first time Jay's actually ever been to the auto auction, and in fact, the other big news is Jay is now officially an employee at Universal Imports, heading up our whole marketing department. So big clap. Right on, right on. Glad to be part of the yeah. team. Well, you know, Jay's always felt like I was kind of part of the team. But yeah. Actually, how it happened yeah. is I just was there so often I finally, you know, I had said, hey, listen, you might as well just get an office. Well, I, I tell you, you know, we've heard we've heard that more than once from a customer, but this time we made it a reality. <laughs> it actually happened. Yeah, I went home and told my wife, hey, guess what? <laughs> they got they me finally a desk. Gave me an office. <laughs> I don't have to sit in the waiting room anymore. I don't anymore. have to sit in the waiting room anymore. <laughs> Though it is the best couch. Listen, I'm just going to say this. If you're in Rochester, Obviously, if, if you need your car worked on, please come and see us. We'd love to help you out. But you got to check out the couch that's in the in the waiting room. Yeah, the key is you need to need car repairs to check out the couch <laughs> in the waiting room. Yeah, or you, you can just, just come in and or you can sit in it. Test it. Listen, <laughs> it could be the reason why you bring your car because I'm just telling you. It's a nice couch. I, I think about couch. going in there every once in a while now. Is anybody going to see me sitting here because I'm going to yeah. fall asleep? It's so the now, best couch. So now we're down here at the auction because we got a couple cars that we're actually bringing down to the auction. We have a couple cars that we're going to be bringing back to Rochester. But uh, we go through the car wash, and uh, <laughs> Jay and I go through the car wash first, and Aaron goes through the car wash with the car she's in second. And Jay says to me, and the, the instigator that he is, he says, boy, you know, if I just – was a little bit younger and had the spunk, I would run in there and I would like scare her when the foam hits the windshield so she can't see out and do something. And I don't know, something triggered in my brain to think that that might be a good idea. So it was hysterical. So and he the, did it so quickly. So the, because I was like, ah, oh, we should do this. And I couldn't even get out of my mouth. And the look on his face and the excitement, he looked like he was like, so it was Christmas as a 10 year old. And he goes, oh my God. This is so for <laughs> listeners out there, imagine you're in a car wash and. When your windshield gets completely sudden and you can't see anything out of it, and all you hear is two fists going boom, boom. All I saw was windshield. your hands. <laughs> like all of a sudden, the hands just like. <laughs> and the I, heck am I, in I honestly instantly regretted it as soon as I did it, and then I think he read. I think you're reading way too much into it. I don't and know. It was funny. It was funny. It was funny, my but heart stopped a little bit. When I asked I Aaron okay. if she was mad at me, she said, "I just had a mini heart attack." <laughs> That's all. So, well, and then when I told again. Lisa about it, she's like, "Oh, you shouldn't have done that." Well, oh. the worst part about it is I couldn't even open my windows to yell or anything. I had to wait, and I saw you guys standing there, and my, you know, it's going by, and I'm so. like, I can't even say anything. <laughs> well, okay, so I might have thrown it out there as an idea, but I yeah. wasn't the one who did it. True, I just you didn't but, put a gun. But to my I head do have another straight. story about the car wash, and I, it's it is really funny. <laughs> so. We're we're pulling up into this car wash thing, and and I don't know how we got on the conversation. Mark and I were talking. Aaron's behind us, but you know, we're talking about yeah. Geez, I would never make you guys like you know pay for gas or pay for a car wash or anything like that you know kind of like geez, Jay, you're kind of an idiot. Like I would never do that, right? So we so we pull in the door, closes the stuff starts, and he goes, oh no. I go yeah. Would you guys like have a corporate car to use? Goes, oh. 
I didn't give it to her. I go, see, I saw into the future, 14 seconds. Absolutely, you did make her pay. So I call her and I say, hey, can you pay for your car yeah, wash? Yeah, you pay for I'll the pay car wash. Back. Yep, yep. Which, he by the way, that. I have to still pay her back. <laughs> oh, I'm going to make sure because this was the, like, but, but the look on his face when he said it to me, like, I was like, I would never do that. Was that not the longest car wash on the planet, though? Holy cow. That's why we're doing this it podcast really at is. 10 o'clock. We actually got here about four. <laughs> we actually talked about doing the podcast in the, the car wash because we could have probably done we could have done that it. is probably the yeah. longest which one did wash. you get because mark bought like the 12 dollar special oh. and then we super just kept shiny the super shiny and like it counted it down and it was like 12 items yeah and we're i like, got the oh seven dollar one because that's all i had in my wallet <laughs> <laughs> oh because you had to pay for it all right note to self give aaron seven dollars before you know we what? go to bed we use this thing it's called petty cash <laughs> we gotta bring some petty cash with us i was pulling out time. the coins <laughs> i was nope <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's a seven dollar one today. Yeah. And that, so then, I'm failing. So not only did he just, you know, like make you pay for the car wash, then he just goes and beats on your window while you're in there, scaring. I can't believe you do something like that. <laughs> and then Aaron says she's tired. Said, "You still up for a podcast?" She's like, oh. "Well, there's another story." <laughs> <laughs> it only took us ten, ten to fifteen minutes to get it up and running, but yeah, that's you know, <laughs> just, no, in just one minute. Nope, just one more time. Just one more time. <laughs> All right. Nope, just one more time. How many times, Aaron? I don't know. I lost count. Take a guess. Yeah. Well, it was it's a like half an hour ago. <laughs> okay, so but, how many times but it was like less? an Aaron. It was like Aaron's Aaron, more, Aaron's one minute. second before <laughs> she's going to be there. The Aaron minute. Six minutes later. There is an Aaron minute. I was going 70. I mean, come on. I wasn't trying to get stopped or anything, but... I don't know. Your minute is 12 minutes. <laughs> Just got to do math, that's all. So one of the other things that kept us away from the microphones for a while was I had went on my first cruise, which we had talked about on the last podcast, right. I think, that I was going to be going on a cruise, and I did. I went on my first cruise, MSC Cruise Lines, um, and it was awesome. It was great. I loved it. Had a good time. But the but the I, the I probably the two most notable stories of the cruise... Which I can just tell you, the cruise was awesome. Ports of call were awesome. Everything was great, you know. Do what you typically do on a cruise ship. Lay around, drink, have fun, all that stuff. But this is all transportation commentary. So to get to the cruise ship, we flew into uh, Fort Lauderdale. I rented a car. We stayed overnight. The next morning we got in the car. We drove down A1A so we could see Miami Beach and show the kids kind of the beach and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And the cruise ship, the cruise line port is on this little island. You, you go over a mm -hmm. bridge right in downtown Miami, goes over an island, there's the cruise ship. And those ships are huge. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to drop the family off in front of the cruise ship. I'm going to get back in the rental car. I'm going to drive back over into the city, drop the rental off. It's only like 2.5 miles from the cruise ship. Drop the rental off, and then I'll like grab an Uber or a taxi back over to the cruise ship. Well, not one taxi was picking me up. And I'm like, just, I'm like, <laughs> I, I might as well just Oop. keep walking towards the cruise ship as I'm trying to hail a taxi. It's not happening. Uber. I couldn't get my Uber app to work. That wasn't working. So then I said, now keep in mind, I'm coming from Rochester where it hasn't been above like 40 degrees in the last six months. And now I'm in 85 degree weather mm -hmm. in I think I was in pants and, you know. Yeah. So I'm like, the heck with it. I'm just going to run over to the cruise ship. Oh, well, you know when you see something really big and it looks really close? Uh -huh. Yeah. But the, it really isn't? Yep. That's yeah. uh, Broadway in New York, New York <laughs> so, City, or in Vegas. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah and, the, and the Vegas Strip. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah let's go from this hotel. Uh, that one sounds good. Yeah. I'm yeah. sitting there in, in Miami, and I'm later. looking, I'm going, there's the cruise ship. It's right there. It's not, it can't be that far. So I'm, I start walking. Then I start jogging. Then Lisa starts calling me, going, where are you ever coming? So now I start running. <laughs> so I run across the bridge, and the bridge itself is like a half a mile long, at least it seems. It I is. finally get over there, right? Felt good. It was all good. I get into the that big building there where you go to check in. Terminal, uh-huh. thank you. And then I start sweating profusely because as soon as you hit the air conditioning after you've been running, like it's yeah. just coming out of every pore, right? And I'm standing in line with, you know, thousands of people are trying to get on this cruise ship and they're looking at me as if I've got, got like malaria oh or something. <laughs> I mean, Sir? it's like Stay away from him. Me and everybody's like kind of backing up like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? <laughs> wow, that was odorous, I'm sure. <laughs> it took me a while to wow. cool down. But, and then on the way back, when the cruise came back to Miami. You made Lisa I, run and get the. I got into a taxi. <laughs> I got into a taxi to go back to the Hertz location i'm gonna mention hertz because they didn't really do me right but uh <laughs> at the end they, they at the end they took care of me all right so 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 here's the so here's the best tip that i can give you about that there's probably in that area there's probably 10 to 12 hotels that part of the stay is they shuttle you to and for from the the port and it doesn't really cost anything. I know. Actually. It doesn't help That's, me anymore now. Well, no, I'm giving you the hip. So the next time, you don't yeah. ever have to do that. So you just stay it there, and then they, um, and then they shuttle you can there. Can one of you guys cough back. real quick? <coughs> oh, <laughs> I just to, didn't want to hear me opening that next Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I mention that we're sponsored in part tonight by Bud, Bud Light? Light. And the Hampton uh, Inn. Well, and so the anyway, Hampton Inn. So anyway, the cr- the, I'm in the taxi. It's a Saturday morning. There shouldn't be any, there shouldn't be any traffic. I... I'm sitting stuck. I get over the bridge. I'm sitting stuck because there's a bike marathon. Oh, my god! So I'm just waiting and waiting and waiting. <laughs> I'm like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I'm like, the heck with this. I pay the guy, get out of the taxi. I'll walk the rest of the way. Here we go again. Start walking. <laughs> I get two blocks, and then there's a guy, and he says, stop. You can't go any further. I'm like, what? He goes, sorry, sir, you can't go any further. And there's like six other people that also can't go any further, and they're all complaining and crying about it. And there is a beautiful, brand new Porsche 911 sitting in the middle of the street with two cop cars, uh, or two motorcycle cops right behind it, and another cop car with a whole camera jig on there. And they're shooting Bad Boys 2. No way. Yeah. That's cool. You know, it is cool, except I was trying to get well, the yeah, car, you, and I, I had mean. you know my mom and <laughs> Listen. the whole family waiting for me. Films go first. Exactly. And <laughs> so uh, I had to wait there. So I'm like, all right, I can't wait any longer. So they're like shooting a whole scene. So we're going to be sitting there a while. So when we see this movie, we're going <laughs> to see Mark like, oh, running through the back. There's Mark. Look at his watch. <laughs> look at he's sweaty. <laughs> he's so sweaty. Who's that sweaty guy? Why is he so sweaty? <laughs> look at all those people turning their noses. That maybe stinks too. <laughs> if you watch Bad Boys 2, you might. You might. <laughs> You might see me in the. <laughs> look at it. It's, it's the only guy that looks at his eyes into the camera. It's like, look at him. No, yeah. it won't be Will Smith. <laughs> no, no. Oh my. Well, so anyway, I had to walk like six blocks around because they had like almost half of the city blocked off for this one scene. <laughs> so again, use the thing called the shuttle, Mark, 
Yeah. Th- those are great. I'll like, tell you what, it was cool though that when they when they hit action, the, this Porsche goes screaming down the road, and it did like a three sixty at the next intersection, oh, and really? because of the buildings, it was so loud that it like echoed around, and it ma- it gave me new appreciation for what those stunt drivers have to do, because they have to perform a stunt in such a small area. I mean, mm-hmm. to to take a car and do a three sixty. In a in an inter a city intersection, yeah. and they got to do it hundreds of times sometimes without hi- hitting something. Yeah, that's pretty wild. It is pretty amazing. Um, so anyway, I finally got to the rental car location, and they gave my reservation to someone else because I was a half hour late. Oh no! So then I had to get into a- another taxi and go out to the Miami airport where they took care of me, and then I had to call w- my wife and have her and the family get in a taxi and meet me at the. Miami airport to get a car so we could go up to to because we were flying out of West Palm so oh jeez it was nuts <laughs> but we got home and it was good and it was a great cruise and so, so the next time so you go on a cruise yeah stay in a hotel near the cruise ship right yeah do they're like literally right near that there's two hotels that are right near that bridge and they literally they just do shuttles I will mm-hmm. say. I do highly recommend MSC Cruises. So it's a, a lot of people have not heard of that brand. It's a it's an Italian. It's a really good cruise ship. They're yep. a, they're a little bit smaller. They're not into the big. No, monsters. this one is this is a five thousand fifty two hundred person. Oh wow! wow. It's a big one. It's oh, nineteen floors. No, it's huge, but it's a. But they normally do like the Mediterranean and yeah, a, a, and that kind of stuff. They finally brought a ship over here for the Caribbean. Uh, you know ports it's awesome ship well we should really. be on it doing a podcast i, know, exactly. I love it is uh, it aren't they owned by the dolphins uh i don't know but the dolphins do have something to do yeah. with it because they had a big dolphins cruise on it owned or sponsored so, maybe yeah, or somehow. something it was good yeah. it was really awesome they uh, should sponsor us i had the weird i had the very weird <laughs> cheapest version of the drink package so i could only drink miller light uh, the whole time, so I quickly switched to uh, whiskey and Coke. It, not that I don't like Miller Lite, but it's not necessarily not what I normally I don't know, drink. I've never heard of a drink package like that. Yeah. That's you could have Miller Lite or you could have Heineken on draft, and their draft just wasn't carbonated enough oh. for me. Yeah, he got the package with the Miller Lite in the, <laughs> in the, in the car <laughs> rental <laughs> thing. Miller Lite and Kool-Aid. <laughs> Kool-Aid. Yeah, no, you love it. It's a and great tang. drink package. <laughs> was, that's $48 a day, but don't worry. <laughs> Miller Lite and Tang. <laughs> <laughs> that was the drink package we had. <laughs> All right. So, what are we here to do on this podcast at the wee hours of uh, like eleven at the night? Yeah. You know, I think one of we're the keeping things Aaron from going to bed. No, it's okay. I'll no, I, I I think we wanted to talk about. It. I think we had talked about it before. Like you know, as I'm new and in, into this part of the business and learning what's going on. And my question to Mark, Aaron, was, you know, what are the five like? What are the top five things that People come in that are cons, you know, what are they concerned with? Because yeah. when I'm there, you know, after two weeks, I start hearing people, and I'm going, "Wow, I actually heard that before." People yeah. kind of yeah. concerned. So that was the thing that we were going to talk about. Like, I, you know, wanted to ask, what do you guys think the top five things are? Top five service Concern- things and like, top five yeah. sales things. Yeah, service and sales things. What are mm-hmm. they? Most people are concerned about and sales things. What are people always asking? Aaron, what would you think are is one of the top five sales things? Because that's where Aaron's. So the sales, I would say, it would be when people are like, "You find cars. How do you find cars for people?" 
and then you know we we tell them that we we specialize depending on what they're looking for and we go out there and we find the exact car that they're looking for or something very similar to what they're looking for um, we tell them that we drive down to Mannheim, pennsylvania yeah. we stop at the hotel do a podcast <laughs> and then we go and find them their car yes. no but that is a that is actually a big thing with our business in particular right. what people mm-hmm. ask us is how do you do it how you know okay how do we get them the car they want and i guess this would speak for any place that's finding a car for someone it really comes down to the resources that most car dealers have that most consumers don't is really the auction and then potentially relationships with other dealers right aaron and i have established some really good relationships with other dealerships as well as we have been working with the auto auctions. I have been working with the auto auctions for 30 years, and Erin's been working with them since she started with us. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and and now, you know, when it used to be where you actually had to physically be at the auction and just wait for a car that resembled what the customer wanted, now we can, we have a database. Everything's on the computer. We can find Mm -hmm. anything all over the country. I would say another thing that uh, one of the, top five things that people are concerned about is like interest rates and terms and i'll tell you one of the things uh that i think about a lot uh now is that cars are more expensive now and and, i mean they're always gonna get more expensive as time goes on and whereas 10 years ago a a car model that might have been um, $30,000 new is now $50,000 new and it's now 30,000 used and before it used to be 20,000 right. used mm-hmm. and you know back then people were financing for 60 months because that made their payment affordable but now the cars are more expensive so now they're people are and banks are allowing longer options longer terms so now it's not really uncommon to see 79 month terms there are some banks even doing 84 month terms so now we're getting into loans that are six, seven years long versus people doing loans that used to be four or five right. years long. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it, except depending on the car, some cars depreciate much quicker than that car, than, than the loan right. is getting paid mm-hmm. down. That That's the sticky wicket. You know, you, you can still get people into the car they want at a reasonable payment. You just want to make sure, and this is what Aaron and I take very seriously, is we want to make sure that a customer isn't in a position that they are now so upside down Mm -hmm. when they want to trade it in. So we're always looking for kind of where's the happy medium. 72 months seems to be kind of still the the sweet spot uh, to get a payment down and not, not be paying it down so less that, it's it's not yeah, right. you know coming down with the value of the car um and then when you do 79 or 84 months you run the risk of potentially being a little upside down at the end but it, it there's a lot of different things that that we think about how many miles does the customer drive if it's someone that's not putting a lot of miles on the car then maybe that's not that big of a deal because the car won't depreciate that fast mm-hmm. right. but sometimes you have that really uh sort of triple threat where you've got uh, someone doing a very high term um, financing the whole amount and they're putting a lot of miles on the car and in three or four years it's not looking very good Mm -hmm. Uh, as Jamie's yawning yeah 
Well, Mark, we said that before, you know, like 7.30. So I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking here going, wow. It's not that I find you boring, Mark. I don't. But I'm, you know, I'm like, oh, man, look at the No. Jeez, on the cruise ship, this is about when I'd get going. <laughs> yeah, the cruise ship, when, you're, when you've done as many cruises as I have, you've already in bed by now. Like, yeah. oh, because it's like, doesn't matter. Listen, it's the same. We were on the cruise ship, and my wife and I, they had one night. It said, on, you know, they have like a list of the activities. Yeah. And one of the things they had when in one of the lounges, and it seemed very innocent, and in in my head it actually was innocent. Was it was like a um, like a uh, a game show for married couples. So I thought it was going to be kind of like the TV show like where the newlywed where game. they'd say like you know you'd ask what your spouse's favorite color was, and you'd see if you guys matched up uh, on that kind of stuff. That wasn't it at all. Mark went on the dirty cruise. Yeah, well, it's, it, <laughs> that's what it felt like because the the first ta- so the first task was your wife had to take a ping pong ball and roll it up one leg of your pant over you know your special areas and then down the other end of your pants and then back again in front of a whole crowd of people. How does that work with skinny jeans? I am so thankful that I wasn't wearing skinny jeans. <laughs> that's that's what my head went to. Uh, like, I, oh, I can, I, I, I'm stuck at the ankle. I'm really, really happy <laughs> that I was prison. not wearing skinny jeans, but I also wasn't wearing shorts, which would have made it even easier. Yeah. But, um, so that was a little awkward in front of all those people. And then there were a couple other things. Nothing good ha- happens on a cruise ship after 9 o'clock at night, Mark. Yeah, I, I figured that one out. <laughs> I won't be so quick to volunteer for those no. kinds of things anymore. <laughs> so, so we did the service one. So, or the sales one. So, what about service? What are, what are like? Do you think like the top things like people that concerned about? I think, um, you know, I think engine lights is still something that people like get spooked by and they don't really understand or know what it means and what they have to do if they see their engine light come on. I mean, that's a question that people have all the time. And that's kind of a common thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's a very common those thing. Things, every car sh- has them. everyone. Yep. And they always seem to show up. Uh, you know, Justin, my, my youngest, he had bought one of the, you know, the code readers mm-hmm. that he can, you know, like put in the car scanner yeah. and like scanner to, you know, to be able, I'm just laughing thinking to myself, like I know so little that I couldn't, <laughs> I, even if it told me exactly what to do, I'd be like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, so I, you know, I'll break down kind of what the engine light and the code reading and the diagnostic is all about, because and, and in New York State, you know, it's a little bit more stringent than it might be in some other states, of uh, safety inspection or or the uh, emission is inspection rather for your car. Um, so your engine light comes on basically in most cases if your engine light comes on steady, it just comes on. It's not flashing. It just is on steady and you're not noticing any performance difference in your car, it's typically, not always, but it's typically not anything that you have to immediately worry about or you know, panic or anything. You can continue to drive, but it's recommended that you get it checked fairly quickly. If your car gets a steady engine light and you notice a runnability problem, you really wanna stop driving as soon as possible. Get off the road, get to safety, of course, right. uh, or in a best case scenario, you're not too far away from a, a service center or something and get it checked out. Mm-hmm. If it's flashing and the engine's not running right, That's um, bad. it's usually a sign of a misfire, but misfires, and this is where it comes to this code reader thing, because a lot of people get misfires, they'll plug a code reader in 
and it will say you have a misfire on one of your cylinders or multiple cylinders. The problem is, is that most people right away think it's spark plugs. And although 65-70% of the time it probably is spark plugs or the ignition coils or in older cars the ignition wires and um, it can also be injectors. It can also be a bent valve in the engine. It, there's a number of things that can cause a misfire, uh, manifold problems. Uh, so it's not. So what I do see happen is that people try to self-diagnose. They go and buy a bunch of spark plugs and a bunch of coils. They spend a few hundred bucks. They put them in. They still have a misfire because they haven't determined if it actually is an injector or not. I do think it's. You know, if you're someone that's uh, somewhat mechanically inclined, those code readers are not very expensive, and they definitely have some value because at least it'll tell you the general area and where your car's got a problem. Um, but I have seen people right away, they go, oh, it's a code for that. I'll replace it. It doesn't always mean that whatever the code is for is what's bad. Yeah, I just mm -hmm. see, you know, and you do see them advertised all the time. It's just this huge thing now. Like, I'm yeah. Like in the past few years, it's been become you know really big about that. So. Well, and what, and you know, so like a lot of the sort of big chain automotive stores do is they offer free code reading, and our company we also offer free code reading. So for our car care club members, if they come in, they can get their engine light code read, and that's fine. And it'll get them, it'll give them some sense of what's going on, but it really doesn't give you a full diagnosis. You really need a technician to look over the different systems in the car to find out what exactly is causing the problem. Uh, the other issue with it real quick, and I know I get long winded on these things, no. but there's, you know, no. <laughs> yeah, but by the way, Aaron, thanks. I had to ride down in the, Oh, that's not <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's not oh, nice. it's not that bad. No, we um, actually had a great time. It was really a lot of, late. no, but culminating in him, you know, running into the, the, the car wash hitting the window and I'm just telling you the look on his face I was this so will be a trip me. that Jay will never <laughs> no absolutely not because the look on his face it was like like oh my god we're gonna do like we're 12 years old it was awesome it was like really it was like and then instant regret afterwards because the adult in me came back yeah. and like oh it's, I it's the difference done between that. Mark and I I have no adult in me <laughs> And I'm very quick to get that pointed out to me on a regular basis. <laughs> so, uh, but pr probably the biggest question people have with engine lights usually is related to doing uh, an emissions inspection. Mm. So when your car comes in for an inspection each year, there's two parts of it, your safety inspection and your emissions inspection. If your engine light is on, it's an automatic fail. If your engine light is not on, but you have monitors which your car has, uh, you know, on average between five and seven monitors that the computer is looking at all the time, and they have to be what they call ready. They have to be set. So there has to be no problem with those monitors in order for a car to pass. And that's not determined by us. When we plug your car into the state computer, it determines it. So there's no way for us to trick it. There's no way for us to put a sticker on it. Uh, would we? We wouldn't ever do that anyway. And most places, I would, I would imagine, wouldn't. But there's no way to even do that. It's run by the state computer. State, now, see, I'm learning something new all the time. Yeah, I've been there two weeks. I didn't know we had a state computer. We actually have yeah. a computer that's right in the shop, and it's hooked up to the internet, and it goes right to motor vehicle department. And when your car comes in for an inspection, we plug a little 
uh, we plug a little OBD, what they call OBD2 connector into the, into the, into the car, and then it goes right to the computer. So That's great, though. Fr- mm-hmm. from that point on, it's like your car is attached to the, the state. Um, so what know. you have to do, if you have an engine light, there is a, there is a potential hope without having to do a fix, and that is you can reset your light. That won't automatically pass your car, unfortunately. You can reset the light if the light is off, and you can drive the car long enough to where it will set all the monitors without the light coming back on. It will then pass. Now, in New York State, you're allowed to have one monitor not set. So you could have a problem in one system. If everything else is fine, it could pass. If you had two not set, it wouldn't pass. Hmm. Um, so that's what we deal with often. Um, it, it, Hence why <laughs> I don't buy a reader. <laughs> yeah. Because I have no, you know. You know. And, and we've talked about that often on this, how little I do know. I mean, there's it's a lot to it. More, there, there, there's a lot yes, to I it. Am. So, I mean, that's the, that's the general thing about engine lights. I would say that that's probably the general case in most states that have emission inspections. But I can at least speak for New York State that that's their big thing. So, what do you think the the, the second thing is, Aaron? What do you another thing from service? Do you think the question? Because I think people really do. I, I think one of the nice things about you know podcasts and things that we talk about is that most people want to know that they're not the only one asking the question. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always thrilled like on Google. Like when I put a question in and it auto fills and I go, good, I'm not the only one. That oh, yeah. This. And you know so what? I think it's good to talk about that. Actually, stuff. I think almost every customer yeah. that comes in and thinks they're the only one that asks that question, go, you know what? That's one of the most common questions we get asked. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, tire pressure is is one. Yes. That one is a lot of people will call. And, you know, if, if you have a tire pressure light that comes on, I mean, for the most part, oh, no. drive it into the shop, you know, we'll take a look at it, reset the tire pressure, put air in it for you. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I did that uh, while Mark was on his cruise. I had Mm -hmm. tire pressure. Yeah, in fact, when I was on the cruise, the ship had low tire pressure. They asked me to top it off for them and reset the problem. No problem. (laughs) Uh, Did they ask you? But the good good news was I'm glad I brought it in Mm -hmm. because guess what? It wasn't the tire pressure on mine. It was the engine light. No. You guys know the answer to this. I don't know the name of it. The TPMS sensor. The TPMS oh, sensor. sensor. Yep. Yeah. That Tire pressure monitoring system sensor. That yeah. one was not good. Wasn't oh. hooked up. Wasn't working right. Had oh. to get a new one. So now. Well, so we even have a tool in our shop, and I would probably say most uh, sort of more modern shops would have this. We have a tool that we can actually just hover it over the outside of your sen- over uh, the outside of your tire and wheel by where the sensor is. And it will tell us if the sensor is working or not. So we don't in the, you know, in even just a couple of years ago, if you had a tire pressure monitor sensor that wasn't working in order for us to figure it out, we'd actually have to break down your wheels and tires to get at the sensor. Now we can just hover this thing over it mm-hmm. and uh, see if it's actually reading or not. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty cool. Uh, some cars don't even have TPMS sensors anymore. Now, it determines the tire pressure with the rotation of the wheel. So there is lots of, I mean, it's just the technology is getting, you know, it's really cool. Sometimes a little bit much to wrap your head around. Mm -hmm. Oh, you should just be me. (sighs) Well, 
it's it is a frustrating business because not everything is proprietary and everything is different. So from one car to another, yep. things are different. All different. Oh, Jamie, can you go? Can you go take one of those customers? You know, can you take? Sure, I'll take. I can't even start the car. <laughs> okay, I can't even. I don't even know like where it is. I'm looking where. How do you start this thing? Is there a fob? Is there a in. button? Is there a key? <laughs> but the worst one was there was no stick shift. <laughs> I'm like. Well, I, I, a telepathic car. I go, I get it. So I sat there go, okay. Aaron drive. just got into a Volvo, and it had like a knob you have to turn to start yeah. it. Right, and I was glad she finally saw it because that's my day every day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because that's just like, no, I'll be right with you. Nope, just a second. Feeling good. Feeling, <laughs> Feeling good. good. Feeling good. Don't you right worry. On. Beautiful Pretty day. Pretty soon you'll be like, yep. oh, yeah, this knob yep. is totally normal. And then you got okay. me. Google. <laughs> Where is... <laughs> where is the start button? Where is the start button in the BMW blah blah blah? Yeah, uh, nope, I'll be right there, ma'am. No worries. <laughs> nope, just me making sure everything's good, getting your car seat heated for you. Don't worry. Yeah, every time you sent me out there, Aaron, it's unbelievable. I well, know. you know, back but I, I know. you can't you can't know them. And so let me ask They're you: Do you guys different. have the same problem because you drive like all the different cars that every time like you go home and you just want to open up your garage you're always pushing like the you know, like the, the roof <laughs> or the mirror or the one thing and you're like Wait. i think the biggest thing for me if i'm driving a lot of different cars is finding where the lock and unlock button is on the car because like yes bmws used to be in the middle and i just did it on the, the, the bmw x5 i'm looking yeah. around where is the middle and it's because on, on yours, it's I, in the middle. I, don't, the middle, I yeah. still don't understand design and who's doing this, <laughs> but they've got all this stuff down. We're driving this car, and it's down on the, you know, they got the buttons all down here, and they got little, little letters on these things. I'm like, I have to put my reading glasses on. <laughs> if I have to do that, they don't work when I'm driving. Yeah. So what, what's going on? It was just like, but there's so much stuff all over. I, right now, I'm telling you, I'm just thrilled when I can so find So now I know button. that 11 o'clock at night, Jay starts to sound a little curmudgeon-y. No, I'm just saying it's a it's a true story. <laughs> like you gotta understand. Like I'm trying to figure I'm out. I'm just waiting for him to go. You young whippersnappers in your cars. <laughs> I don't know. I know you think we're getting up at six, but <laughs> all right. So, so we here we just finished the the last Grease and Glamour podcast, and we had some gentlemen that were sitting here in the lobby uh, watching us do our podcast, and we got to talking to them. Turns out, one of the gentlemen here is actually one of the auctioneers at tomorrow's. Mannheim Auto Auction Sale, and uh, I we started talking. And I think that that is a profession that has always enamored me because it takes a lot of skill, a lot of talent to do what they do. Um, I've tried it, you know, uh, in the privacy of my bathroom, tried to <laughs> auctioneer, and it doesn't work very well. Um, so let me introduce this gentleman. Let me get your Trey Willis. Trey Willis, and uh, are you? Do you live around here, local? No, I live in uh, Virginia. Live in Virginia, so you came up, you, you come up just mm -hmm. to do the I sale? I travel up here uh, every Thursday uh, night and do the sale on Friday. So um, we're definitely going to ask you to do a little auctioneering just so oh, people are. can hear it, if you uh -huh. don't mind. Uh, you can do it first and then tell us your story or tell us your story because your story is very interesting. Like uh, Jay was saying before, he didn't even realize that there was a school for mm -hmm. auctioneering. Yeah, there are several. Um Across the country, uh, you can go to auction school, and they range anywhere from 10 days to two weeks, and you go, and they'll teach you the basics of numbers and drills and chants, and then uh, you have to learn there's different type of cattle, automobile, real estate, and they'll antique, and they'll teach you different parts of that, and 
uh, enough to pass a state exam. Most of most states require a state exam, and uh, so then once you get your license, you're on your way. But you have to really get home and practice your craft as far as with the learning your numbers and uh, putting in what's called uh, filler words. Okay. And a lot of people think you're just going to you know you're not really saying nothing, but you actually you know you start out with like would you give, and it turns into would get two, would get and stuff like that. So <laughs> that is so um, cool. <laughs> but it takes it's amazing. A, um, <laughs> and then there's contests and all that you know that you can get into at, at the state and local level or even the world level. So okay, uh, so um, you started telling us a little bit about your backstory about how you got into auctioneering, mm-hmm. and that that's kind of what right away my my brain was like, I've got to ask this gentleman to to sit down on the microphone and share that story because that's just an inspiration and it's so cool. So if you wouldn't mind okay, sort of repeating yeah. that, that'd be great. When I was uh, three years old, um, me and my sister were jumping on the back of a couch watching the mowers mow the park across the street. And we'd jump off the back of the couch and land on the seat cushions and then onto the floor. Well, it was her turn. She faked me out. And when I went, she kind of halfway pushed me, even though she's five and I was three, she didn't mean to. But I landed with my mouth open on a table and it took my teeth and shoved them up into my gums. Um, they weren't on the floor. My parents are crawling around looking on the floor. They hear me scream. We go to the doctor. Of course they look up and as soon as they do my teeth shoot out as soon as he took and pried my gums apart. Um, so the baby teeth all shot out. My mom passed out the whole nine yards. But anyway, um, when the gums healed up, they, it wouldn't let my permanent teeth drop in. So here I am, a three-year-old, four-year-old, start kindergarten, go all the way to middle school, and I've got no front teeth and big scar tissue lips. So got ridiculed a lot, uh, got good at fighting and really shy. So, <laughs> um, But anyway, uh, long story short, had to have surgery when I was in middle school. They, they dropped down. It, it got to where I was so introverted because I always felt like somebody was staring at my face or my mouth or whatever that uh, – it caused me to be so introverted. I wouldn't speak to anybody I didn't know. Uh, I took zeros in English for, I turned in the written part, but the oral part, I say zero, cover my mouth up. Um, got asked to speak to church after I got married. Nope, I'm past. So if I didn't know you, I didn't talk to you, and I felt like everybody was staring at me, you know. And uh, got a job climbing telephone poles, loved it. Uh, best friend was uh, worked there. He got promoted over top of me and uh, became my boss. And all of a sudden he turned into something I didn't even know and it wasn't fun anymore. So uh, I'd come home miserable every night and I'd tell my wife, uh, I think I wanna be a pilot. Okay. I said, all right, well, next day I came home, I think I'll be a cop. Okay. I said, well, I'm already doing wiring. I'll be an electrician. That was the next day. Um, How about a contractor, this, that, and the other, anything, I said was okay. And my parents actually, this part I didn't tell you guys earlier, but um, they owned a piece of an auto auction. So I'd go over there and clerk when I was in high school and drive cars and do whatever. Well, I just thought, wow, that's pretty neat. That guy could talk that fast. So uh, I came home one night and I said, I think I'll be an auctioneer. And she laughed and said, "Uh, no. I said, what do you mean? She goes, you can't do that. I said, why not? Uh, You realize what you have to do. I said, well, yeah. She goes, well, you can't do it, and just laughed. I said, okay. So at that point, I called my mom and dad and said, 
I think I'm going to be an auctioneer. Well, they both said the same thing, no, and just laughed. I said, hmm, all right. This part also didn't say. So I said, uh, well, you didn't have to pay for me to go to college, so I'm still kind of dumb, you know what I mean? <laughs> but anyway, uh, um, I said, so if you, don't, if, uh, if you still want to pay for some school, how about you pay for me to go to auction school? And my mom said, uh, no, that's something you won't be able to do. We're not going to do it. I said, uh, why not? So she was a pretty savvy business lady, and all of a sudden she got a little thought, and she said, I changed my mind. I'll pay for you to go to auction school if you get your real estate license. <laughs> but you got to do that first. I said, hmm, okay. I said, well, I don't really want to sell real estate. That's boring and too slow. And she said, uh, I'm sorry. That's, what, that's the only way we'll pay for it. So that's what I did. So I went there first and then went to auction school. And uh, how, long does, how long is auction school? It depends on where you go. Mine, I, I think at the time, was two weeks. I think they've shortened them down into 10 days or something now. Depend, it's still depending on what school you go to. It's um, a lot of practice, though, right? Uh, a lot of practice. Um, I think uh, you got guys that, you know, when they get out of school, they're all amped up. And I was. I thought I could sell the world when you get done. They're pretty good at, at getting you excited. Um, but then if you come back and it's like a basketball player shooting free throws. If you don't go out and shoot, you're not going to be any good at it. And um, I got to where I was saying it so much that my wife said, if you keep doing it, uh, you might have to find somewhere else to live. <laughs> my parents actually told me never to do it in front of them again. So uh, my, I had a – guy I went to school with and we lived in a small community because we were you know struggling at the time or whatever beginning house I was 23 or something 24 maybe but anyway uh, I'd went to school with him and he moved into the same neighborhood and uh, his house was directly behind mine so I'm in the shower and got the window open and I'm would you give five would you give five would you give five would you give ten dollar ten would you get get about shut up <laughs> from the backyard dude I'm sick of hearing it so uh Anyway, that's uh, that happened to me a lot, you know. But if you don't spend the time doing it, you you can't. Right. It's so it's like anybody who's playing the drums or or yeah. the trumpet or yeah. something. It's just yep. something you, you you have to spend hours a day. You, I mean, they got to deal with it. Yeah. If you spend ten minutes a day, you're not gonna make it. So are you ever? Uh, so you know, me knowing auto auctions. I mean, you're up there and sometimes in front of oh, there's a lot of people, mm -hmm. and. Uh, it's there's got to be times where you're where you get nervous oh yeah still get nervous yeah um and especially if you're you know uh getting a new job or you know going somewhere you've not you know you've never been or you hadn't been on the microphone in front of somebody uh now some of some of them may not i mean there's guys with a lot of confidence and then you got guys like me that didn't have any um and i've gotten a whole lot more now probably some people think i got too much but um <laughs> You know, when you first get into it, it, yeah, you get nervous everywhere you go. And I still get nervous if I go to a new place and, or see unfamiliar faces. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because it's you see all those people and start clamming up or. Does it matter not. what, like, if it's so, do you primarily just do auto? Uh, no, I, we do, uh, we've done real estate, um, farm equipment, heavy equipment. Um, what do you like doing the best? Is there, is there a reason to like something better than another? Uh, yeah, they all have their different little, uh, things. I, I, I personally enjoy automobiles the best. Yeah. It's cause it's, you get more items, it's faster paced. Right. You're dealing with professional buyers. 
Um, I was telling Jay here, who this is Jay's our marketing director at Universal Imports, and he just started with us, but he's been uh, a celebrity on this podcast since the beginning. And um, he's never been to an auction. And he asked oh, me really? today, he goes, how, how long does it take for a car to go through? I said, between 30 and 45 seconds, uh, maybe a minute tops. Back in the um, old days before internet, uh, another gentleman, which is, he's actually here in the hotel, but he's, he, his bedtime's 8.30. So. <laughs> yeah, um, that's like my bedtime. Mark, <laughs> just saying. But we, uh, we had to do a Mitsubishi factory sale. This, gosh, it had to be 15 years ago maybe. And the guy needed to be out in an hour, and he had 394 cars in one wow. lane. We sold them in 42 minutes. Wow. So that was like six a minute. You but know, no, we don't run that pace anymore. I mean, that's. Yeah. You know, the thing I've always hated, uh, and I, I was telling someone about this just the other day, and we have another dealer here, and he probably knows what I'm talking about. But so, like, I'll take the Volkswagen lanes, for example. I, I remember one time. I, there was an Audi A4 that I wanted to buy, but the car in front of it was a Bentley. And all I could think was, this Bentley's going to go for $300,000, and then when this Audi comes in, 20000 is going to feel like nothing. Mm-hmm. So these guys are just going to go go hog wild paying way too much for this car because they just came off a car that was right. paying $300,000 for it. It doesn't feel like anything. And, you know, I don't know if there's really anything to that or not, but, <laughs> you know, but you, but it, it sometimes it sets the pace, you know, so I always hope that there's like a little Volkswagen Jetta in front of my house. <laughs> yeah, unless you're selling, right? <laughs> right, yeah. unless I'm selling. Yeah. Unless if I'm selling, selling, I love the Bentley to be yeah, right in Bentley front of my house. Bentley's beautiful. <laughs> Bentley's beautiful. Look at it. Yeah. Well, uh, what a treat uh, to, to, to run into you and you were listening to our podcast and then to, to come on and tell us a little bit about it. It's a, fa- it's always been a fascinating world to me. And when I tell people about the auction, they always seem to be fascinated about how it works. Well, actually, when you asked me to speak on it, I was actually more nervous right here than <laughs> I've been in a long time. Cause uh, my introverted started creeping up. on yeah. me. Listen, I'm just going to tell you, I, I still am amazed. I told my wife when I talked to her, I said, listen, you've been to professional football games with me all around the country, and you've seen those parking lots. It ain't nothing like this place. There's cars for miles. Oh, I go, yeah. But what did I say, Mark? Who do I want to know? I want to know the guy that knows where every one of those cars is. Cause that I guy, don't think that guy exists. Yeah, I'm not sure he's. I'm not sure you're going to find him. There's, there's not one. Wow. And I'll tell you what. How tomorrow, do they find them all? I'll tell you what. Tomorrow, when you get up, set your pedometer. Yeah. Because you're going to see how many – how many steps you made? This is the biggest well, auto auction in the world. I am sitting be in. Three lanes yep. You got 350 yards from one end to the other. Yep. You got over 10 yards per lane. Right. Yep. Now, you, got, you got cars running through every 35, 50 seconds. And, and I'll tell you, I was coming down here when I was just a kid. My father was coming down when the old auction building was in mm-hmm. the corner right there. Yeah, on the bottom. They, they blew it out, but it used to, it was a Volkswagen Audi recon center for a mm-hmm. little while before they knocked it down. Mm-hmm. But that was the old auto auction. It was a couple lanes. Wow, it's amazing. It was essentially a couple lanes and a hot dog stand is how I described right. it. I mean, described it. It was nothing. And it's then, amazing. Then and they it's, built this thing. It's just such a neat uh, atmosphere. I mean, it's, you, you, if you, you've never been. Never. No. It's oh, ex- always exciting when you're the, when it's your first time. And so it's your first time and you're going to the biggest one in the world. Yeah. yeah. That, I, 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 
that's I, you're right. <laughs> go bigger, right. go, go home. Go bigger, yeah. go home. And and you're sitting here talking on a podcast with one of the auctioneers, and I'll tell yeah, you, that's awesome. That, I'll be waving to him, and then he'll be like, he'll be like "No, don't do that." One, I, no, you one, can't. Trust me, we know the difference. <laughs> you know what? I, oh, look, and there's that. always um. You know, the auctioneers, they have their own table in the cafeteria, man. You can't that, even yes. sit there. That's well, like for that. Well, you know, it's some people uh, sit there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you then. We got, there, there we is, got creepers. We got creepers. You, got, you know, <laughs> not not to toot your horn, but but you, you know, there's a there's definitely you feel somewhat of a there's a celebrity oh, there's a, thing to being a, an auctioneer at at the world's biggest auto It's auction. amazing. Well, it's definitely, totally it's definitely an honor. I mean, uh, this company's treated us very well it's uh you you're going to be impressed with how organized they are to be that big well and, and that really is my point about the cars when i look i go they have that many vehicles to do this as many days as they do it and there's so many cars i'm like i just don't even know like i wouldn't even know where to begin yeah hey jay you're in charge of logistics you need to figure i, I don't know where you begin because the amount of cars and just i, I didn't like they kept telling me how big it was and i was like yeah i not I actually, actually see it. If he's going to be our marketing director, I wanted him to see what mm -hmm. what Aaron and I. That's what we deal with, right? Um, and when Pete, when we tell people we can find you your next car, we truly can find you. Oh yeah, your and next as you car. can find it here for sure. They <laughs> got everything. I can't imagine you not being able to find something here. The the one thing too Pretty that impressive. I think was neat was like back in the day when you're talking about the the one that used to be at the bottom of the hill, the yep. old building, and even when I first started, I mean these sales used to get over at five o'clock. Oh yeah, we were. That's how slow we were. How much slower we were, uh, unless you were doing a factory sale or something. As time went on, but, yeah, and that was before uh, simulcasts or right. any of that stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But now you're now you're running what seven, eight, ten thousand cars here on a Friday, and you're pretty much done by one o'clock. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it, and it used to be three, four, five o'clock before you get out. So. Yeah, it's definitely changing. I I thought I'm just going to sit and watch him do his thing in that room. I I don't know. I'd run along with you. I just remember when simulcast first started, and I'm like, I'm never going to buy cars from the computer. I'm always going to sit and touch them. Right. Yeah. Well, that changes <laughs> <laughs> when you realize you don't have to drive five hours to get down here. Well, that's the other thing. I mean, let's see. I drive 1,600 miles a week. <sighs> yeah. So it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I go to the auctions. Like, touch I'm, and I'm feel. Hands-on guy. Yep. I'm one of the guys that I start. I was one of the auctions before the simulcast came out. I was one of the guys that was looking for the scrambler to mess up simulcast when it came out. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's just a, it's there's just a whole different it's a whole different playbook when you're at the auction. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're at your desk, you're just clicking. You have you don't know you you have to rely on a condition report, but even as buyers and and sellers there's tricks you can do right you've got your guys down there that are up on the podium with you that are shouting and screaming everything about their car and then there's the other person that doesn't say a word you probably can barely hear them tell you mm -hmm. what they want for the car well and there's, the one thing that to me that it does just on a personal level is you know we enjoyed having the crowd there because even though i was introverted as a kid i was still kind of a clown when i did come out of my shell so i like to entertain Right. So you crack jokes and you make friends and you, well, then when everybody's online, you don't see really oh, it's, too yeah, many it's, people you here. Advantage being yeah. in the sale and on right. the floor because you're going to get a little bit of the extra treatment 
versus somebody that's online. Absolutely. I'll get, you'll never get a super deal online. You can get deals on the Twitter. No, no, well, I, w- I would say. I don't think you can well, get a great deal online. Well, I think you can, but I think what you're what you're saying and what I've experienced is that I've been in the lane, and a buyer has recognized me and has known that I've bought cars, and he may not know my name or my dealership, but he's seen my face, mm-hmm. and it comes down to we're a couple hundred dollars off from where he wants to be, but he'll sell it to me because, because he knows I bought from right. him before, or he likes the way I look, or my shoes, or mm-hmm. God knows what. That happens too. And, well, yeah. it is yeah. it is harder and to build a relationship with a screen. Right. I mean, that's right. You, that's right. Also, I mean, just I mean, it makes a big difference. And you get a, a, the CRs that are a lot of CRs are not as accurate as they should be. Oh, that's for okay. Sure. Here's what I'm checking so, out. No. <laughs> when I'm Wait. on the floor looking at them, and I see that this vehicle that's rated a two eight is really like, what's wrong with it? It's going through, and the internet doesn't even sniff it. And then I've got the opportunity. Definitely, definitely agree that being there in person is is always is better if it you know if you're willing to drive and everything else. Can we have you take us out with a kind of I don't know, pick a number on a price of a car, pretend you're selling Jamie his next uh, Infinity. And uh, and take us out yeah, with well, a man. I don't even know what to do. Like I'm, I'm afraid I'm really going to buy something right now. <laughs> and you'll see me, see me here. We'll, like, we'll, we'll the money? bid between Aaron and and. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we go. How do we do? Thirty grand twenty nine. Twenty nine. Twenty eight grand one. How do we do? Twenty eight five six. How do we do? Twenty eight seven eight nine. And twenty eight nine twenty nine. How do we do? Twenty nine. You say no. How about yes? Twenty nine two. We're gonna get a bone to get a two. You done two two two. Anybody else? You would have been two. You're not taking a half at twenty nine two. No, sir. We're gonna get a get a bone to get a two. So twenty nine one to the pretty lady on the left. Aaron just bought it for twenty nine one. I just wanted to make sure. You can throw in that half thing, and a lot of times they'll laugh at you. Yeah. Oh, this has been great. So anyway, that's uh, that's it from my side. Well, thank you very much for it for was a uh, for I was really us. scared to death, but it was fun. No, it's awesome. <laughs> and now you'll be able to if you look at it on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher. We're on all okay. those. In fact, um, if Aaron, if you've got a pen or something, we can get your email and we'll send it to you too, oh, so you can have it because yeah. yeah, that's just awesome. Good. And then we'll and then we'll catch back up with all you. Right, thank you. It was a pleasure. Yeah. All right. Hey, thank you. We'll even get you. Bring you back on the podcast. Bring you by phone. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'll give you my-